One of the biggest complaints I hear from photographers is that they are not booking enough clients or hardly any at all. Well, if you haven't already heard, the Boost Your Bookings Bootcamp event is coming up really soon. During this five-day virtual live event, I'm going to be sharing real strategies that lead to being a profitable photographer. Some of the strategies we will be covering include how to stand out in a saturated market, pricing mistakes you're probably making, and marketing myths you are believing, to name a few. What would more clients on your books mean to you? Our next virtual live five-day bootcamp is starting soon, and it's only $17 to join. You can go to brookjefferson.com slash bootcamp to get signed up. This small investment could be the difference between you staying in the same place and skyrocketing your business this year. Are you a photographer looking to build a five or six figure business that has both time and financial freedom? Maybe you're struggling to get clients on your books that don't know what to do to bring in your next lead. Maybe you're frustrated with social media because you see it working for other photographers, but you aren't seeing any results. Maybe you're an established photographer with a solid client base, but you're looking to go next level. The truth is that taking pretty pictures just isn't enough anymore. In order to build that dream career as a photographer that you had when you first got into this industry, it's going to take a toolkit of business skills, marketing strategies, and accountability. Hi, I'm Brooke Jefferson, a lifestyle photographer, marketing strategist, and business coach for photographers. Welcome to the Book More Clients Photography Podcast, where I share tried and true marketing strategies, interview other photographers and experts, and pull back the curtain on what it really takes to be the go-to photographer in your specialty. My goal is to help you turn your business both profitable and purposeful. If you're ready, let's jump on into today's show. Okay, so today I'm doing another coaching call with one of my From Broke to Booked Blueprint students. Today I have Marina, and I'm really excited for today's conversation because she has been a shining star. If I issued gold stars, you would get one. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, okay. So for those that have never heard of you, introduce yourself a little bit and tell us how you got into photography. My name is Marina. I own Captured by Marina Photography. I'm actually going through a rebrand too. So I'm going to change my name to Marina and I have photography, but I still haven't really talked about that. But anyway, I do family lifestyle photography. I started, I think like a lot of us with just loving photography, loving that artistic side of us. And that was kind of my outlet. But it really was more with my dad. Um, he, he and I would always look at Best Buy ads um, in the Sunday paper. Like we would look at all the cameras and my dad, even to this day is like, oh, this is such a cool lens just because it's huge. And he always thought that it would be super cool to get a professional camera and learn. And we would just geek out over that. And eventually we got a camera. We went halfsies on it, found one used on eBay and he never touched it. And that's kind of how I started. <laughs> so I just figured it out, YouTube, Googled, just played around with it. Eventually I realized I really liked it and I wanted to make a business out of it. And I wanted this to be my job. And so it was really fun. I have a lot of siblings, so I was able to practice on them and they 
couldn't say no. <laughs> so that was really great. And yeah, it's been fun figuring it out and seeing the connections and the making people feel comfortable in front of the camera and making them have fun as a family during the session. So it's more of a family outing, family get together than, oh, we need to take pictures and it's annoying, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Your story's almost too cute for words. Like, (laughs) I don't know. It just sounds like so fun. Like you and your dad with a Sunday paper. I mean, girl, I don't think I even opened the newspaper ever still. But that, I don't know. I like, I love, I love your story. So what made you go the family route? So family's always been super, super important to me. We're a very close knit family. I have 11 siblings and I'm the oldest. I mean, I basically was a mom to some of them. So that was a lot of fun. And like I said, we've always been really close. And so I was able to practice a lot on them. And it's just something that I really, really value. And seeing families interact, like I just, I love that. I love seeing that connection with mom and dad and their kids. And I don't know, like there's just something special about that and seeing them interact. And my, I kind of relate to you on this. I know you've talked about how you started photography And my grandparents passed away when I was pretty young and I don't have a lot of pictures with them. And so with that, like, I, I don't want other people to go through that and to not be able to mourn in that way because they don't have pictures with their loved ones. And so that's something that I also kind of bring with me and my, on the other side of my family, uh, on my mom's side, my grandpa just passed away in December, I think. So it just adds more to that, to where it's like, you know, I, I did have more pictures with him, but I don't want other people to go through that and to lose out on having those memories captured and those moments captured in a beautiful way so that they can remember their loved ones beautifully, you know? Right. Yeah. The loss situation really hit home once again. It does every time someone close to me passes away. I lost one of my clients, my former students, my really good friend. And I wasn't expecting to get to the funeral and then hand me the the little pamphlet and see my picture on the cover of her. But that's what they felt like displayed her personality best. And we had just taken those in the fall. She wanted Christmas cards. And so I had taken that. And then even on the backside, they had used their family photos and I was just like moved, but that's exactly, you know, I talk about all the time, like that's the purpose. That's one of the deeper purposes for me of why I do what I do. Like you said, is to give family the opportunity to have those images that really do display their affection, their emotion, their personalities. And Mm -hmm. it's just, honoring to see that and also very heartbreaking at the same time. But so, yes, I'm glad and sad that we have that connection there, but I think that almost everyone can relate to it, right? At some point you lose someone close to you. So I think that's really, really relatable. So, okay, let's try to take a, let's try (laughs) to take a left turn into some, some happy neighborhood. Uh, (laughs) So tell me about What did your business look like before you decided to become a Blueprint student? And how has the Blueprint helped you transform or really complement your business and get it to the place that it's at today? So when I 
first started my business, we had just gotten married and <laughs> it literally got to the point where my, my husband told me, you know, this is just a hobby right now. It's a cute hobby that, you know, yeah, you have nice pocket change sometimes, but not really, it's an expensive hobby. And so from that point, I decided, no, I really want to do this. I want this to be my full-time job. And I, I want to make this work. I'm really stubborn, really, really stubborn. And it's, it's good, but it's bad sometimes. <laughs> um, so I just kind of forced myself to make it work. And when I found the blueprint program, it just seemed like that piece that I was missing because up to this point, I had just Googled everything, YouTubed everything, just figured it out on my own, tried to make it work however I could. And I have a hard time asking for help as well. So I felt weird asking because when I first started, the photographers that I would ask would kind of give me the cold shoulder and make me feel like, oh no, you're competition. I can't tell you anything. And it's not like I was asking trade secrets or anything like that. It was just, you know, hey, I'm completely new. I have no idea what I'm doing. And a lot of people were really mean about it. So when I found the blueprint, it just made sense. It was all the number stuff that I had been neglecting because I am not a numbers person at all. And it just does not make sense to me. And so it just, it made sense. And so with doing the blueprint, I can actually see what I'm making and I can see that I am actually making money, which was kind of surprising to me because I had never seen the numbers. Um, and now after taking the blueprint and I'm still going through it, it's, that's been nice because I have a baby, he's nine months old. Um, and so I've been able to do it little by little, you know, when I have time and even then, even though I haven't finished, I can already see so many changes in my business. My husband's even like a huge fan of you, Brooke. <laughs> he's like, wow, like that all makes sense. And sometimes I'll play it and he's there listening and he's like, oh, wow. Yeah, that makes total sense. That's really good. Um, but I can see that I have made money. I can see that I am able to pay my bills. I'm able to pay the bills in our house and I'm booked out like three months, which that never happened ever before. So it's really cool. It's really exciting. I feel like also, I just feel really confident. I feel really secure in what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. Um, I've been really able to solidify that. And that's been really, really cool. I feel a lot more passionate about what I'm doing. So Oh my gosh, let's just all give her a standing ovation. <laughs> so many things. So you're a mom with a baby and listen, we're, we're all mom. Almost everybody is a mom in the blueprint. And if you're not, we love you still. You will be one day. I, I'm going to bet. But, um, you know, we have a lot of college students and I feel like they have a lot of the same stresses that we do. We're just stressed for time. And we are worried that, oh my gosh, this program is going to take so much of our time. And I love that you were able to like shed some light on and it's really, truly, when I say self-paced, it is self-paced. So if you are a go-getter type A like me, you're going to show up to everything and just try to devour it all. Um, and if you're not like me and you've got, I don't know, like, let's say a good solid one day, one hour a week. 
week, then that's really all that you need. And you're still going to make progress on your own time. So I love that you said that. I also was trying not to crack up and laugh. You are the third interview in a row that has brought up your husband. I'm telling you, we need a blueprint husband club, like their own group chat, right? Because they like, I, I love that. Like I adore that. The fact that that's important to me, like as a person for them to be able to see their wives and mother of their children and the person that they, you know, are just so dedicated to thrive in all areas. It's not just about the business. It's not the fact that you're like, Hey, um, and this has happened to several people. Hey, I'm now making more money than my husband at first, you know, (laughs) hubbies are like, wait, what you're making more money than me. But like, it's just such a sweet transition for those that finally get to a point where they can do that. And so anyway, I just love the fact that there is a little blueprint husband's club going on. (laughs) Um, And I'm just really proud. I'm really proud of you. You are someone that you got in there, you implement. And there's weeks where I see that you're like super active and there's weeks where you kind of retreat back and you're busy. And I don't ever think, oh my gosh, did I lose her? I'm like, no, like she's she's doing the thing on her own time. And I really, really love that. So if someone is considering the blueprint, maybe it's the first time they've heard about it. Maybe they've been hearing us talk about it over the last few weeks. What is something that you want to say to somebody sitting maybe in a similar situation as you um, considering the blueprint, having all all the questions in their head. I think just do it. I mean, for me, I put it on a credit card and cross my fingers, but really more than cross my fingers, I knew that I was going to push myself to make it work for me. And I did like you provide all the tools for that to happen, for you to be able to make your investment back. And I did within the first two months, maybe. And that's because it took me a while because hello, I have a baby. So, (laughs) but yeah, that's what I would say. Just do it. Like it will pay itself off. It will be worth it. And you are going to be so, so glad that you did. And I think one of the other things that I have loved about it that has made it worth it 10 times over is the community that I've been able to build because before the blueprint, I feel like I was always trying to fit in somehow into some community of photographers and Some of them you feel like, oh, I don't know, like they feel like competition or not that they feel like your competition, but you feel like they feel your competition or it's that, you know, people are snarky or you don't know how you fit in because you don't know if they're going to react a negative way. And with all the Blueprint students in the community that we've built, I feel like everybody just welcomes you and everybody's so supportive. And I think it has to do a lot with you because you set the tone for the group and it is very actually community versus competition and saying, I want you to succeed regardless if that affects me and my business, you know, and like, not, I don't know if that's necessarily the right way to say it, but you know, like it it just, it feels very community and it's like a bunch of cheerleaders there for you, which is. I think really, really valuable. And it it has helped me and my mental health and my confidence a ton. I'm so glad I can like literally see confidence, like beaming from you, which is such a compliment, but um, yeah, I need some cheerleader pom-poms. That's maybe that's what I should start mailing out to everybody is here's your pom-poms. But no, I, I love all of that so much. And I'm at the point where it's such a compliment, but it's also, I don't really know how to say this in the best way, but I've had a lot of people give me confirmation on what you just said 
I really truly live out community over competition and I will through and through. I'm almost at the point where like, I should just tattoo that on my body because I try to live and breathe that. Do I have moments where I start psyching myself out? Yes. But I always bring it back to the foundation of there is more than enough clients to go around. It is so true. There's no way that even me and 25 other photographers in my area, we still wouldn't get everybody. Mm-hmm. We could charge $25 and we still wouldn't get everybody, you know? And so yeah. I just, I'm so far past the competition aspect that it's like, why wouldn't I give? And that's my favorite thing too, is in the blueprint program, I don't hold back. I'm never going to hold back. Like you guys get all of me, the best of me. I will tell you if there's ever a month that I, you know, had a complete loss or didn't have bookings or something like that. Hasn't, hasn't really happened yet. I've had slow months here and there, but for the most part, my favorite day is when you guys share your wins. Like it just lights me up that you guys see wins. And most of you are commenting one win per week, which is just phenomenal. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. So, okay. Thank you for all of your feedback. Let's jump into um, a little bit of coaching or anything that you really want my feedback on. So do you have anything that you want to discuss? So even though this isn't really happening as much anymore, I'm curious how you would handle situations where there's another photographer that is being kind of snarky or they are like blasting you on social media because of something that they think that you did, but you didn't really do like kind of a misunderstanding. I had something like that happen in the past and to be honest, I'm still affected by it. And so I don't know. I'm just curious to see how you would have handled that. Okay. So can you vaguely, and again, no names here, but just like, give me the biggest cliff notes version of what happened and what they think you did. So they thought that I had basically copy pasted their stuff from the website and used it for one of my, uh, it was like an article or something. And I didn't, it was, the article was about like, my own personal experience with photography, how I started all of that. And they didn't actually say like name names when they posted, but I knew who they were talking about because of what they posted on their stories. And they were very, very upset. And it was somebody that I knew, you know, that I trusted that I had hung out with and I, you know, asked them like what happened. I feel like this is about me and we figured it out, but it still to this day feels like I, like, I don't know, like I have to be careful. Like every time I post something, did they post the same thing or is it similar? Or I don't want it to look similar because who knows if they might think that I'm stealing stuff or, you know, like, I I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So first I love the fact that you went and had a conversation. So my first thing is this, and I used to not be this way. I used to describe myself as non-confrontational. But when I say that I am now, I don't mean it as in like, I'm going to blow up your DMs and just start attacking you for what I think that you did, right? What I'm going to say is, and maybe it's a voice message, maybe it's just a very thoroughly typed out message. And I just would have said, hey, girl, like, I'm someone that always goes and thinks that it's about me, like even when it's not. And, And I would have said exactly probably what you did, but just like pointing it out, like lay it out have a conversation about it because a, the longer you go with it, it's going to eat you up. And B, if you don't tackle it, 
with that person, there could just, I mean, it could just unravel itself so quickly. And then you have a bigger problem than you would have had. So I commend you for even having a conversation about it. The other part to this is you feel almost afraid to make a move, paralyzed to make a move, right? And one thing that really helped me, and I want to say that Alyssa Hollis has talked about this before, is that there really is nothing anymore out there that is even close to being original. Like, it's just not. We're so far past that. I mean, we're in year 2021. Like, there's really nothing original anymore. And here's the deal. There's so much imitation happening in the photography industry, which is why I literally try to run the other way when I see a trend. (laughs) I'm like, no, I'm not about this. Like, I don't even know where this originated from. And there, I mean, there's even been people where, okay, for instance, there'll be a local photographer here, or maybe they're not local. And I end up finding out that this really cool idea they had actually wasn't theirs. And it pops up over on Pinterest and it's dated Mm -hmm. from like 2015. You know what I'm saying? And like, oh, I gave them way too much credit for being super original. So what I'm saying is like, let it go. It's fine. I guarantee you, you're overthinking it more than she was. Now, I guess my question to you would be in that particular situation. I know you said that you guys eventually figured it out. Do you feel like you still left on crummy terms where it's like, you're never going to repair, like there's never going to be an in-depth friendship there just because of what happened. Or, I mean, did y'all fully resolve it? Or do you feel like it's still kind of unresolved feeling wise? I feel like, like, personally, I feel like I I don't really see a point where I'm not going to walk around on eggshells around her, if that makes sense. But but we did talk about it. You know, she was like, you know, I, I see that you're a very genuine person and I'm glad that you, you know, clarified, et cetera. Like, we figured it out. We even worked together after that. Like we talk, you know, it's not like we don't talk ever, but it's that feeling to me of, I need to be careful because, and I wasn't super, this was years ago where I wasn't really doing a whole lot. So even in that, I was like, why would she like, I don't know. I wouldn't have considered myself competition to her at that point. Yeah. Because it was a lot more advanced, I guess. Yeah. But to me, the feeling is, I don't know, like I'm, I'm scared still, I guess. Um, I think that over time, you'll just have to remind yourself, like, you know, through and through, did you copy something? Did you rip their idea off? I mean, God, if I had a dollar for every time someone in my area copied something I'm doing and guys, like (laughs) I literally get messages all the time. Hey, did you see so-and-so is literally doing exactly what you just did last month? And I'll be like, that's great. And guess what? I would have never seen it had you not brought it to me because I literally have these people on mute. I don't watch what they're doing. Sometimes it goes as far as like, I'm just not friends with them because there's a point where it's flattering until a point. And then once you Mm -hmm. get to the point and we have a conversation about it and then it still continues, you know, I'm not ugly in any sense. I wish I could be friends with everybody, but you, you know, and every photographer listening knows that not everybody in your community has open arms and that's just the way that it goes. So I really think I would really just kind of trust your instincts on this one. Sometimes that's just a sign that that's just not someone you're supposed to get close with, especially that they didn't come to you first and here, and here we go back to like, this is a life lesson. 
we cannot jump to conclusions. We can't. I mean, hello, high school rumors. Like, let's go back there. People never took the time to just ask. Like, yeah. do you know how easy that would have been to just run up to the person the rumor was about and just ask them and just be done with it? <laughs> um, and I feel like things like that still happen. And especially in our industry. And again, like I, I'm on a mission. I want to change the face of the industry. We do not have to be conniving people and constantly get upset and offended. But it also goes back to their atmosphere and who they surround themselves with. And, you know, do they root themselves in faith? Like you just have to look at everything, the whole picture. So I think for you in the future, again, you took all the right steps. I think you just need to trust your instincts and you need a day by day, like just let it go, let the fear go or the fear is going to anchor you down for the rest of your life and the rest of your photography career. And it'd be a lot better if you just let it go and understand that you can always ask for forgiveness later, but then like Marina, you're not in the wrong. You didn't wrong. Right. So that is my, and yes, I'm really big on, you've seen this in my group. You've seen this in other photography groups where people like literally copied word for word, exchanged a word or two and literally copied and pasted someone's copywriting. But I know that wasn't the case here, but I'm just saying like, if I felt like it was, we could go that route, but I don't feel like it's that at all. And of course we're talking about something in the past tense anyway, but you've got to forgive and let go and all these other things. Cause I think <laughs> honestly what happened was she overstepped her boundaries and she really hurt your feelings. And I think you're probably holding on to some bitterness. If you want my honest opinion, if yeah. we're having a coaching <laughs> session, I think that's what, where we're at with this one. So. Yeah. That's another thing I love about you is that you just give the blunt, honest truth. <laughs> it's tough love coaching and it, but it works. <laughs> I don't know how else to be. Um, and I've realized it's just a lot easier. Like I would rather just be black and white with someone and just get it figured out than have muddy waters and just try to like navigate that. It's a lot harder mm-hmm. to do that. Um, and so, yeah, so I would definitely recommend for any photographer having this issue and maybe you're the photographer sitting in the other boat. Maybe somebody as you think has done something ripped off your idea. Um, guys, we think all the time people are watching us. And a lot of times they're not, and it came from somewhere else. So I think it's just important to a go have a conversation with someone and just get to the bottom of it. And then if the other person gets offended and takes it the wrong way, you did your best and you move on. And I mean, really eventually all this goes to social media. So guys, there's an unfriend, there's an unfollow, there's a mute button, use them. They're there for anything else you you. want to chat about Marina? something lighter (laughs) if you have something we totally can if not that's fine too that was a good life coaching session for everybody (laughs) so I know you use iris I feel like I I'm still setting mine up um I just had everything migrated but how do you do you book that far out I feel like I'm I mean I've never booked three months out so I'm having to like really put my systems in place so that it's not, you know, no one gets lost in the mix because it is far out. I think right now I'm looking at July at the farthest. So how do you keep that all in track? Is it just, you know, workflows on Iris works? Yeah. So I use workflows and this is so funny because this is like a continuation of one of the questions I got in a previous interview that they will have heard by now. So I love this. She was basically asking like, when you have all these 
kids and families and like, you've got all these obligations. How in the world do you even make time to schedule when we don't even know what's happening 30 days from now? Right. Like mm-hmm. because of the pandemic, we're all wrapped around our minds that we can't even trust two weeks in the future, let alone yeah. try to schedule a session four months down the road. So I told her a good rule of thumb for right now, uh, used to, it was six months. I've scaled that back to 90 days. So we're looking at everything 90 days in advance, which is exactly where you're at. And I think that's perfect. So what I would do is I would have a workflow and I would also have like, let's say somebody's like, I for sure want to use you in December way in the future, right? Have a system to where you can immediately take their name, even if it's in your notes app of your phone, but as long as you know, to go back and you look, and then you follow up with those people when that calendar is ready, that's how I'm doing it for right now. So I literally would write down every single person that saw me in person. Uh, I had a lot of people at this t-ball tournament over the weekend be like hey I need to get on your calendar and I'm like great let me jot you down because I'm not going to remember this and so that's what I do but then I have workflows so I still like it doesn't really matter when they get information I don't think it's too early to get information and here's the deal I just did this yesterday one of my clients scheduled a session for let's see four months in advance, three months in advance. I want to say it was three months in advance and everybody else has been about two. I've noticed that's a trend. And we're going to talk about that too in the blueprint when we do our goal planning here in a couple of days. But what happens was they got their styling email probably a little too early. And this was somebody that was like, oh, this is so awesome. I'm going to come back to it later. So I like to check in 30 days prior to all the sessions, just to make sure like we got our styling down, they have time to order something in case they change their mind, whatever. So yesterday, that's what I did. That was my to-do list yesterday. I was looking at all of my May and June people, and I was basically emailing them, looking where they were in their process. Cause in Irisworks, you can click their activity and you can see every email that they opened, every questionnaire they filled out and every invoice that they paid. So I just go through and I'm like, okay, where did I lose you in the workflow? And then they have a beautiful reset send button. And so for anybody that didn't fill out their styling questionnaire, and I know they didn't because it's attached to their styling email, I just click resend. And what do you know, they got it done yesterday. So that's what I would do for you. Um, So there's a little bit of manual work involved, but the rest of it should just be on a workflow. And so instead of like, when I am building out workflows, I'm thinking to myself, do they need this information early on or can I set it to days before the session? Like what makes the most sense? So I would take a look at your workflows and ask yourself if somebody booked this two weeks in advance or four months in advance, does it still make sense? Does it still give them adequate time? So that's what I would look at. So got it. Yeah. Cool. So what do you do manually and what is automatic? Pretty much not a lot manually. Uh, Everything is, pretty automatic. The only thing I do manually is I email galleries, obviously, just because I just never know. Like I can't there, you have to have the link in order to send the email. So how would Mm -hmm. Irisworks be able to do that? The other thing would be what I just told you just about every 30, 45 days before someone has a session. I'm just every month making sure like I haven't forgot anybody. Um, Did anybody forget to open an email? Is someone not getting any of my emails? Like that's something I really need to look into. That's pretty much all that I do manually. I don't do anything else from there. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm setting it up uh, probably within the next week. So I love that. Well, Iris, Iris works is amazing. 
I know it's complicated at first. I've heard that my YouTube videos have helped. So that's good. Um, and then if anybody's listening and you're like, I need that, whatever you're talking about, I need that. Go to Irisworks. I've got a free trial. Use it. And then when you're ready to purchase, just use my first name, Brooke, B-R-O-O-K-E in all caps, and it'll save you 20%. You can do monthly or you can do annually. You're going to get the best bang by doing annually, but I understand that's not doable for everybody. But if you want to save some money and what they call it is an automated assistant, it really is. It's a great first place to outsource. And I would recommend that you do it sooner than later. Um, and I think Katie talked about that in her interview. So yeah. Okay. Well, Marina, where can people follow along with your photography journey on social media? So on Instagram, it is captured by Marina Photography and Facebook's the same. Perfect. And then just in case they hear this after you've done a rebrand, are you going to change any of your names? <laughs> yes. So it'll be Marina Anaya Photography. Perfect. I can't wait to hear about this rebrand. We're going to talk about this in the Blueprint group because I want to hear yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. I hope that your story inspired and helped someone to make that leap and join us in the blueprint because we're ready. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having me.